Do you know what's really pissing me off? And I suppose I could put this into the category of what's ragging your shit this week, but I'll, this is just a broad thing to open with. Um, I'm sick with spell check on your phone. Yeah, like, it's a lie. Every time, like, Sinead will text me, he's like, what are you having for dinner tonight? And I'll be like, spag ball, but it changes it to slag ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I thought autocorrect was meant to, like, take bad words out. So why spag not acceptable, but slag is? Honestly. Or, like, it will change fucking to duck, which is the standard one we, that, that everyone happens to that. But one that really annoys me, you know the word ill, so if you're saying I'm ill? Yeah. It changes, to, changes it to al. Yeah, I will. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to say that. Fuck off. Or if you say well, it'll say we'll. I'm like, me and you, I'm not doing that. Yeah, it's a to say the word well. Can you turn that off? Is there a way of turning that off? There must be. If someone knows, please tell us. Please do, because I can't be asked looking for it. Um, yeah, but the amount of times we must waste by correcting autocorrect. Like I always say, technology is useless. It's not going to take over the world. Yeah, exactly. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of Gin and Bear at the podcast. I am your fabulous double barreled bitch host, Kevin. And joining me this week is the fabulous co host, Emily. Hello. Hi. Hello, how are you? How's your week been? I'm good. Um, it's been quite boring, to be fair. When I got my nails done, I've got to see because they look really nice. Got my nails done. Um, I've just been working. It's it. Boring adult life. Honestly, boring as fuck. Boring as fuck. Um, are you having a drink this weekend? Now I'm working all weekend. I've been drinking quite a lot recently, so I'm going to take. I'm taking a bit of a break this weekend. Responsible adult here. <laughs> well, how are you? Know, I'm good, thank you. Um, feeling a bit crabby this week actually like I'm feeling like I'm getting under the weather again like I, I felt horrendous um this morning and like I'm gonna just try kind of take it easy this weekend to kind of yeah hopefully get over anything um Nick's like bad cough still and everything so there's something in the air there's something going about so we're just gonna stick to the confinements of our house this weekend which I will not complain about because people are everywhere now <laughs> exactly you can just relax 100% um, okay so this week's topic is all going to be about toxic positivity and that's our broad discussion point so we're going to hopefully fly through the news and what's right on our shit to focus mainly on that so we'll go straight into it the first um, news thing I want to talk about is just like a kind of follow up story do you remember a few weeks ago at the about the post office scandal yeah so um a new law um has been brought in by the welsh and english government um to say that the convictions from the post office scandal um will be cleared which is really good to hear so like all criminal convictions will be gone reversed i don't want i don't know if like they'll get their money back like it will, will destroy their life so i i don't know if reverse and it's going to make much of a difference but mm. at least it's kind of the government and the post office kind of rem- remedying the situation just a little bit anyway 
um, and it's to come into effect by the end of July. So that's really, really good. Yeah, it's definitely too little too late, but at least they're doing something about it. Something, yeah. But Northern Ireland and Scotland have to create their own law. It's not a UK nationwide law. And apparently Northern Ireland are fuming over that because they're like, it'd be quicker just to do it nationwide. But then as I say to Northern Ireland and Scotland, you fought for your own governments, so you can't complain at the same time. Do you know what I mean? That is true. It is swings and rounds about. Literally. Like, what's that word? Is it dissolution? Devil? Oh, I don't even know, but they wanted their own governments. Devolve governments, that's what I'm looking for. So do it yourself. Do you know what I mean? Seriously. Don't mind. But at the same time, when um, Northern Ireland weren't in government, they, in the UK did pass, like, abortion in Northern Ireland, and they did pass um, same-sex marriage. So the UK can mm. do it. But I suppose with Northern Ireland now being back into government... They'll expect them to do it themselves. But anyway, that's a whole other discussion point. But um, it's good to see the government post office doing something about it. It is. Here, here. Uh, okay, the next story. Have you seen the UK couple? Absolute bastards. I'm so jealous. They won 61 million in the Euro Millions at the end of January. No, I haven't. But what the fuck? Oh, I'm so envious. Like, I have no qualms in saying I'm jealous as fuck. Yeah, me too. You'd, li- you'd never have to move with your ass ever again no it's always old people winning it though it's like I'm not being mean but what good is that to you (laughs) people are in like the 20s and like the 30s who have like got a good run on the left no offence no but that's true though so I think these people are like in their I know 60s not old but like you could have been doing with that money a lot younger in your younger years like 60 you might have another 20 25 30 years left in you but you're not going to be able to maybe enjoy it as often because you get yeah. older, you get more health problems. So you'd want it when you're young. Um, but then they've got family, so I suppose their family will not have to work ever again. True, they can like spread it and share it a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. But, you know, I wish no ill will. I wish no malice. Good luck to them. Spend it as how you want to spend it. And just be very, I literally have fun. Be wary of people coming back and tell them to fuck off. Oh, 100%. When the the friends from 10 years ago come crawling off the woodworks, tell them to get fucked. Oh, get fucked. But I do the Euro Millions too, Rachel. You stole my money. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Um, Have you seen the next story? There is a retired couple um, in Australia. Um... They have booked 51 back-to-back cruises because it is cheaper than a retirement home. Yeah, I have actually seen that and I thought it was insane, but like so clever. Like, why not? So clever. So um, it says that they are going to spend um, more than 450 days at sea on the same. They're on the same ship. They're not even getting off that ship, which I think that would be extremely boring. Yeah, because like after a hundred days, like what what else do you need to do? It's like that nine month fucking cruise. Have you yeah. heard about that? All the drama about yeah. that. What are you gonna do after a month? Like you've eaten at all the restaurants, you've yeah. like seen all the shows, you've been to all these places. Like I suppose you can kind of get off at the different countries, different ports every day, but then you're yeah. going back on to the same ship. You're in the same kind of environment the same people oh my god yeah 
But like, does it say in the article how much it's costing? Because I want to know how much that costs. It doesn't say. You know, it just, it just. But the, like, so because they're, they're not following. They're so they're following the ship. So they're not. They're, I, it depends actually on each cruise company, but they're following the ship and not the holiday destination. So that ship could go on other places around the world. Yeah. So I suppose that way you might not get bored. But it doesn't say how much it is. But an experience, depending on where you go in the world, what ship, what it, it, it depends. But like a cruise can cost you anywhere. As a couple from three grand up to, I don't know, ten. Depending on what room type you get. Yeah. What class you go as. You get a premium drinks package. All of that there, Jazz. Like it, it, will, it won't be cheap anyway. That's insane that we live in a world where going on a cruise for that long is cheaper than a retirement home. That's insane. I know, but nice. it's, something doesn't make sense to me about it though, because it's only 450 days, which is just over a year and a bit. Yeah. So, where are they going to go after that? Exactly. Like, what's the plan? Any plans to <laughs> just like go with the phlegm? Or maybe, maybe they have more money, but they're just like, it's cheap. Two years on a cruise ship is cheaper than... Yeah. A retirement home for those two years. Maybe they have a plan after the two years. Maybe they just want to have fun before they have to go to the retirement home. Well, do you know what? Fair fucks to them. Honestly. Wish I could fucking do it. Oh my God. Me too. <laughs> we're never going to get to retire. This is the thing. Honestly, <laughs> guys, it'll be 80 by the time we're fucking we're getting to retirement age. Oh, don't even. Do not even. That is just oh, sickening. Uh, right, the next story that I have is, have you heard of this crazy bitch who's doing 28 A-levels? Yeah, like why? <laughs> Sorry, but why? Watch the actual fuck. So she's doing, right, so I'm not going to name her, but she does four A-levels in school and she will study for the other 24 A-levels at home. Like, but like, I wouldn't have the concentration or the motivation to study at home for that much stuff. No. Like, I did A-levels. I did three A-levels and that was fucking hard enough to even find the time to study for them. Never mind 25 on top. I did an acting B-tech, so I didn't even go near an A-level. And but like that's still a qualification that you have to put time and energy into. Yeah, and even that, like it was only it was ninety percent practical and then like thirty percent essays or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I still struggled to concentrate and do it. Fucking crazy bitch. Well she can do it more prior to her, but like what why do you need it though? Um so she's seventeen. Um she's she's got an I an I oh, can't speak. She has a <laughs> <laughs> she has an IQ of 161, which is apparently higher than Stephen Hawking. That's crazy. And will you hear this? She already has 34 GCSEs. Can you? I don't even. I didn't even know there was that many subjects. I didn't. But also, when she when's she gonna need that many? What is she gonna do when she leaves school? I'm not being funny. I'm 31 coming. I have never had to prove in a job what the fuck I got in my GCSEs. No, I haven't. You know, you can stick on your CV. Oh, I got like a C in maths or something. They're not going to ask. I'm not asking you to bring your certificate to job interviews. You don't give a fuck. No. As long as you can use a calculator on a computer. Exactly. That's all it is. 
So I don't know why she's putting herself through all this unnecessary pressure and stress, but this is the thing. Maybe it's not pressure or stress for her. So I have the list of the 28 A-levels she's studying, and I did not know these were even some A-levels that you could do. So she is doing chemistry, biology, physics, English literature, maths, further maths, psychology, French, German, Latin, film studies, religious studies, marine science. No. Where the fuck is she doing that? English general, accounting, history, sociology, classical civilization, ancient history, thinking skills, economics, business, computer science, politics, geography, statistics, law, and environmental management. What the fuck's thinking skills? Like, what, like, what is that going to do? That's like a GCSE that I got learning for life and work. It's all about contraception, drugs. Like, if you feel that, you were dumb. You see, I've never heard of that. Honestly. Honestly, it was a pile of fucking shit. The one that I'm really struggling, like, where, how is she doing this from home? Marine science? Exactly. Like, if they give her, like, textbooks, like, equipment, she's just going to have to use Google. But don't you have to, like study like plant life aquatic life like is she gonna yeah. have to like speak to dolphins i like and maybe... who's taking the time if she does these aliens <laughs> and they've got to do all these tests who's taking the time to mark them all <laughs> you know, go on. oh my god you know what though if she can do them all i'm really interested to see like come summer this year what her grades are she does all 28 and fails them <laughs> Oh god, I hope she doesn't. Um, yeah. She sounds really clever. She'll do. She'll do really good. She probably get like because what's the grading system now? Is it's not A's anymore, is it? No, it's numbers. So when I was doing my GCSEs, it was transitioning to numbers. So we had maths and English was numbers, and all the rest were letters. So like in English literature, I was quite good at English. In English literature, I got like an eight and a nine, which is like an A star and an A star star. But in maths, I got like a one. <laughs> See, that confu- I don't understand that. That confuses me. Yeah, so one's the lowest and nine's the highest. Okay. See, I would think it's the other way around. Honestly. Anyways, good luck to her. <laughs> okay, the next story that I have is British Gas have released their figures um, for the last financial years, the profits that they made. Now, they have made, um, what is the number... Seven hundred and fifty million pounds in profit. Fucking hell! Now that is a jump, apparently, of five hundred million. Because in the year before, their profit was seventy-two million in twenty twenty-two. So, with them overcharging us, they've made five hundred million pounds of profit, and they are saying this is the reason, um, because they were recovering losses due to the aftermath of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I think that is excuse. Excuse. Yeah, excuse. so why is that our issue? Exactly. Well, apparently all the gas comes from Russia or something in the pipes and they've had to take it from elsewhere. I don't know the logistics of it, neither do I care. All I care is about the price. Um, mm-hmm. And I seen a very interesting tweet and it was like, if we were in France right now, France would be rioting in the street. There would be fires all over the fucking place. And we should learn something from the French, in my opinion. We seriously should. Like, we need to get stuff done. Like, the price, like, the price, uh, frankly, we're coming into the summer, so we shouldn't need your heating on as much and things like that. But still, it's, it's ridiculous. 
How can they just, how is that legal? How are they getting away with it? And some of the gas bills, like people get done to like, can be like in like the thousands now. Like, it's insane. If you have a family of like four to six people in your house, I can just imagine what you'll go through. No, it's 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 scary like how much money goes on bills and stuff now no wonder people are always stressed out because as soon as you get paid it all just goes to bills and then you're like yeah yeah the majority of the population is pay packet to pay packet and you cannot blame it's insane we're in 2024 like surely we can work something out oh well we need to because it's ridiculous um it's like electric cars for example we have an electric car and the v- the VAT or the VAT on the electric in the chargers in the public mm-hmm. um are the same VAT as petrol and diesel. My God! And an electric car for the first year that we had us, we didn't have to pay any road tax on the car. Um, and then now we do, but we're like we're giving off less emissions in the electric car yeah. than a, like a normal car. So it's like. See, you're taking it. You're oh, you're just charging left, right, and center because you have to fucking pay a fortune to live. It's ridiculous, honestly. And people just pull these numbers out their ass. Well, oh, a hundred percent. Ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. So let's be like the French. Riot, I say, riot. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, right. The next story I have is so there's. Dublin, have you seen the video of the kind of young lad gang at one of the train stations in Dublin um, intimidating like loads of women going past or, you know, groups of girls or teenagers as well going past. Um, They were getting off the train. All the women were rushing to get to the train. These lads must have been like 15, 16, 17 years old. Like were on bikes and stuff. One of them... um, kicked his foot off the bike into a woman's face. She like, kind of fell over. Um, and there was another woman that they kind of like jump scared, kind of just like rah in front of her. And she fell between the train and the platform. Yeah. So she went underneath the train. Absolutely oh ridiculous. Uh, and Dublin are saying that um, it's a gang who are well known and they um, have come up since COVID and lockdowns and things. And they feel like they're invincible to the Garda, which are the police service in, um, in the Republic of Ireland. And it's becoming a problem with more gangs everywhere. Isn't that fucking scary, though, that they're that ballsy and that bad at 15? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine what they're going to be like when they're, like, grown. 100%. This I is think what... it's so scary when kids are like that because it's just, like, like you're, like, scared of nothing. Like, you are, like, the people mm-hmm. we need to be scared of. 100%. If... This is why I say everyone needs to do a test before they have children. Because Seriously? it might not necessarily be the parents' fault, but there needs to be some dis- um, dis- discipline in that child, teenager's life. Otherwise, they're going to grow up to be like a wee heathen and just like run amok. And they're obviously not intimidated by anybody. Exactly. So it's, it's a scary world. The youth of today. <laughs> the youth of today actually fucking petrifies me, to be honest. But like you do feel even if you're walking down the street and you're by yourself or it's like a, like two of you, like you'll walk down the street and if there's like a gang all North Face hoodies and hoods up and bikes, you like you instantly feel like hold on to your stuff. Literally, or you want to like walk the other way because you're too nervous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So apparently, like they they were arrested. Um. 
and hopefully they're going to get charged. I hope so. For that, it's just ridiculous. So keep safe out there, everybody. Stay safe from the from the youth of today. Yeah, but like, don't you always get that like thing at train stations or subways or whatever? You're like somebody could just come behind you and push you onto the tracks. Yeah, onto the, always. Like, yeah, so like it just shows you that can't fucking happen. Yeah, I hate train stations, especially because like they're all they're always like weirdly like isolated as well. Uh-huh. So if something kicks off and you're the only one on the platform, like who's gonna help you? Hundred percent. Because past a certain time, the people who work in the little booths and stuff fucking go home. I know. There's no one. There's literally no one there. How are you going to go up? Exactly. No. <sighs> Life. Right. Next one. Have you seen the floods in Dubai? No, I haven't actually. I'm not like a big Dubai person. I've only been to the airport in Dubai. I say I've been to Dubai, but I've only connected there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, there's massive flash floods in Dubai. So, but this is the thing. I haven't seen this on any influencers TikTok or Instagram saying their holiday in Dubai has been ruined. Because they're all fucking keeping it a secret yeah. or they just don't care enough to post. Yeah. And but that's what I mean. Like, because you, like, you think Dubai, you think, oh my God, it's rich, extravagant, luxury. Um, and that's what we're going to get on to about toxic positivity. Like, people only show the good on social media, but they don't show the bad. Yeah. They don't or they want... only show the bad when it suits them. Yeah, that They don't want to show people that they're oh my god, look what the holiday's ruined or there's rain or it has to be, you know, happy, happy, rosy, posy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and my last story then is have you seen uh, Prince William? I keep thinking he's king, but the other one's still alive. And <laughs> Prince William um, was at the BAFTAs. Yes. And he tells an actress um, who starred in the harrowing coming of age film How to Have Sex. And in that film, um, it ends up with her being raped. And he said to the actress, and you want to see the picture of her face, he said, um, making the movie looked like a lot of fun. Uh, but he then admitted he hadn't seen it, uh, hadn't seen the movie yet. He just said it, it it looked like it was fun. This See, this is the thing. Like, obviously I saw him with the BAFTAs and stuff and I saw bits on that. Mm-hmm. But like, just, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. It just shows if you, you how. Uh, research, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. It just shows you how out of touch they are. Yeah, and how how easily he's willing to just lie to someone's face. A hundred percent. It's just that it's all that fake, you know, airs and graces. It's like you know you have to show your face and shake hands with everybody because of who they are. And I think a lot of people can see through the facade, and hopefully now they even they even will open their eyes more now to that comment. Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck about anybody. But I also, as soon as I seen, as soon as I seen it, I was like, why the fuck is he at the BAFTAs? He's got not, like, he mm. doesn't need to be there. You're not an actor. You're part of the royal family, I get it. It's like the <sighs> British film awards or whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. you just don't need to be there. This is really the random, but did you hear um, that Kate's uncle is apparently going into Celebrity Big Brother? No. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but it's like something gold. Maybe it's Goldsmith or something, but it's something gold in it anyway. This Apart- is why they all takes the royal family seriously because they're going into Big Celebs Big Brother. Sure, did you not say like Kate's I watched the last season of The Crown, right? And it was Kate Middleton's mum. Her dream for Kate was for her to marry into the royal family and she actually done it. So that's fucking yeah. manifestation for you there, hon. Honest to God, I was <laughs> saying that like your mum literally like wanted it to happen and it happened I know <laughs> honestly what are the chances I want to win the Euro Millions I want to win <laughs> the Euro Millions <laughs> you know, I want to be rich <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that's all the news stories that I have. Um, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. My mum did send me a cracking news story. It's not even a news story. This is just something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Have you seen? I don't know how well you keep up with the ballet. It's the only thing that I have a class that's like posh ish about me. Is I'm obsessed with the ballet. Matthew, Matthew Bourne is a dancer who like he like reworks ballets into contemporary. So like instead of being like on point, mm-hmm. it's like more contemporary dancing. He's done Edward Scissorhands as a ballet. Oh my god. And I wanted to go on tour so badly because I really want to go. Is it not on tour or is it just he's created it? It's in the Empire. It closes in the Empire tomorrow, I think. But I'm like, I'm not in Liverpool. Come to Scotland. Oh, fucking it. So it's only in Liverpool? Yeah, I think so. But it looks so good. I'm like, oh, surely if it's like a success, it will tour. Surely. But yeah, that's... Oh, 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 this isn't news either, but this fucking blew my mind. I mean, oh, it is kind of news. Me and George were speaking all the other day. Have you seen Vanity Fair's new cover? Yes, I have, yes. I, listen, South Bend's <laughs> a great film, right? I actually genuinely feel sorry for Barry Kogan now. Like, he... Imagine... The Vanity Fair coming to you and being like, we're going to do a cover of like yeah. the most influential actors and stuff of the left like the year. It's going to be really amazing. Mm-hmm. And then they basically just put him on there as a gimmick and make him get naked. Yeah, I'm really sick of it. It's like actually like so demeaning and when you put it across, like it's all these amazing actors and actresses, mm-hmm. and no one's going to take him seriously because they're just going to laugh at him because he's naked because of this fucking film. Yeah. Oh, but he seems like a cheeky chap that he's probably going to love all that attention though. Yeah. It's going to haunt him forever now. It's going to be like him, um, Timothy Chalamet, call, you, call me by your name with the peach. Oh, true, actually. going to haunt him forever. I've I seen that Vanity Fair. To be honest, I didn't really know many people on it. No. Some of the people are on it, I swear. Was it Karen Knightley? I swear Karen Knightley was on it. What? Or some, there was someone on it who I swear has not been in a film in about 10 years. Like, I knew Bradley Cooper. But I didn't even know he was making a new film, so I was confused why he was on it. Yeah. Oh, I don't even... I'll have to look at it again. There was another magazine cover that came out. It was Little Women on it. Was that Vogue? Yeah, it was it Vogue, I think. And it was, like, loads of, like, famous actresses yeah, and Marvel. Yeah. How did you get them women? on the same room? Honestly, how did you get all the schedules to line up? Oh, man, that would... That's... that. tell you what, that's a gay who done that. That is a pyre fucking gay <laughs> trying to organise that shit fucking now. Imagine oh, the stress God. of that. Honest to God, he's gone grey. <laughs> oh, good luck to you, hon. Hope you're having a gin and tonic. Honestly, <laughs> you do it ever. You do. Um, right. Um, we will move on to our next section. Yeah. As always, our second topic of the pond is what's ragging the absolute shit out of you this week? Emily, take it away. So I didn't think I actually had anything for this, and then it literally hit me like a truck. Um. So basically, sorry, I was going to say that. I was going to say that's good that you thought of something, but not hitting you like a truck. <laughs> no. Um. So basically, I'm getting my hair on next week, mm-hmm. and I'm getting quite quite a drastic transformation. So my hair's red or lack of red at the minute because it's fades and I've got roots like you wouldn't uh-huh. believe. So I'm changing my hair quite drastically. So I knew it was going to be, because I've got a lot of box and stuff through my hair, I knew it was going to be quite a challenge. Yeah. Um, 
And obviously, I don't have my regular hairdresser because I live in Scotland. I'm going all the way back to Liverpool. For me, hair would be so much more than it needs to be. So I was like, okay, I'm going to look for a new hairdresser. It's going to be fine. I kind of wanted to look... I ended up looking more into, you know, like queer based and like LGBTQ friendly based hair salons. Yeah. Just the, the environment's a lot nicer. They like specialise mm-hmm. in the more like vivid colours and like cool hairstyles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I had a look around. Sounds a gorgeous one by ours. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Lost. That'll be absolutely amazing. Went for a consultation. All this woman did was slate my hair for like 10, 15 minutes. New wash and everything, slated the colour of it, slated the band and all that. I was like, yeah, I know, it's rough. This is where I'm coming to you. Was like, didn't think it was going to be possible what I wanted done. Was like saying it was going to take her a whole day. She was going to have to book out a whole day, like being like proper dramatic about it. Caught a big chunk out the back of my hair for it, for a patch test. And was like, okay, I'll get back to you. I sat on a reply off this woman for about two weeks. Uh-huh. In about two weeks, I've heard absolutely nothing back. So I was like, "That's unfortunate." I'll go to a few other hair places for patch tests and stuff. I have been now officially I've booked it now, so I'm really happy. But I was ghosted by three salons. Oh my god! Before I got to the one I wanted now, because every single one I wanted told me the exact same thing: pretty much was going to be impossible, wasn't going to be doable, whatever, whatever. Took it. The amount of hair I've lost the patch tests, patch tests is I can insane. Only imagine. And just none of them got back to me. And I'm actually sick of one, the unprofessionalism of it. Mm. And two, just like the sheer lies that it's undoable. Because mm-hmm. the place that I'm getting it done now, I went to, they were the nicest people ever. Mm-hmm. Took me patch tests and stuff. Within, the t- within two hours of me going, sent me pictures of what it looked like, pictures of how it lifted, pictures showing me the colours I want to go. Mm-hmm. I completely find completely doable. I'm just sick of salons either one lying to me or two just like just completely ignoring me. Like if you don't want to take on the job, tell me, let me know. Yeah. Don't make me sit round for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Like a dickhead waiting for a response. And I knew it was going to be expensive. So they've they've all just conned themselves out of a good chunk of money. Yeah. And it just prop, it just proper, proper has annoyed me because I just don't understand. Like my hair is not like past the point, and it could never be done. Most of it is roots, which is my natural hair. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I genuinely don't understand why, like, the salons, like where I've been to in this city, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. I've just been like either so rude or so unprofessional or so like disorganised. <laughs> Oh my! That, the the first three that you went to, they were all LGBT. No, I probably should have prefaced that. Only the first one I went to was like queer LGBT, like like focused around or like ran because honestly, unless I wasn't looking hard enough, there wasn't a lot at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the like the the second one I went to was even worse. I booked an appointment there for them. Turned up, told me I didn't have an appointment. Did me a patch test just in the waiting room didn't even ask me what I was wanting to get done until like five minutes in sat me with an apprentice who didn't have a clue <laughs> didn't have a clue what she was doing it's actually just being chaos and I don't I don't understand I've never had issues like this with any type of salon I've mm-hmm. ever tried to go to no you don't fuck you don't fuck with your hair either like no yeah? not no not a chance like especially the first one was being LGBT like I thought it was meant to be a safe space 
exactly no this is the thing i thought it was supposed to be safe space thought it was just an issue with the salon no with the back to postal and instagram people's hair transformations she just fully fully ghosted me what a guy <laughs> you just conned yourself out of a nice chunky paycheck there well do you know what the salon that you you're going to sounds amazing because they they're, yeah. they sound extremely professional that they, they got back to you obviously they they want the job like so yeah Oh my god, they've been an absolute godsend. I'm so excited to get my hairs on. Thank you so much, Sapphire. Well, that's kind of a positive, like a positive outcome. It is. But you have to go through all that shit, which is fucking infuriating. And the thing that annoys me most about that is you booked an appointment and then you go in and say, you don't have an appointment. I fucking had an appointment. I've got the emails and I've got the texts on my phone, so don't even start with me. I hate when people do that. It is just, oh. <laughs> so that fucks me off. What's an onion? Well, I'm going to preface this first by saying, Shanita always has, like, not a go at me, but she always like says, I don't understand how you have so many annoyances every single week on the podcast. And I just have that in my life as general, to be honest. Um, But I came across a meme the other day and it does explain quite a lot to me of why I have so many annoyances um, and they the meme said that my problem is that I expect me out of people so That's meaning so that I have the expectation that every situation every person around me is going to treat each other like I treat people mm-hmm. so I have the expectation and that's why I get so annoyed at things it's like this isn't acceptable because i wouldn't do this that's totally understandable though i'm so that, the same that's why i get so annoyed so that there you go Sinead. because <laughs> 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 like i'm such a realist and I, I i expect disappointment and to be let down because like look at the situation you said you had an appointment exactly i had a dentist appointment i go we don't have you down and you, you waste your time doing all these things like so I just expect his appointment will be let down. And then I don't trust a lot of people because of that. Yeah. Unless I get the service or get the whatever, then I'll trust it. But So I just want to preface that by saying that before I go into my long list of things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the first one that I have is, um, as you know, um, myself, Ellie and Sarah, uh, along with her three partners, uh, mm-hmm. went to Wheels last weekend. Yes. Um, for a nice little weekend, the six of us, in a kind of like a cottage type house thing. And we went out for food. Now, on the Saturday, um, it was maybe 2, uh, 2 p.m. And we're like, we'll go, like, there'll be somewhere, like a pub or something in the village we were in. So we rang a few places to see if they could fit six of us in. And it was all like, oh, we stopped serving food between 2 and 5 and I was like, it's a pub or it's like a restaurant or you don't do lunch. No, no. Everywhere in this fucking village with clothes and like, it's not Spain. You don't need a siesta. It's not warm. <laughs> and the, a few places that Sarah ran that like, oh, we don't have staff, staff shortages and in, in, in blah, blah, blah. So we ended up having to go like half an hour to the next kind of town village over. And um, Ellie found this restaurant and I'm not joking it was the most, what not the most, but one of the most dysfunctional restaurants I've ever been to in my life. Um, full of youngsters, full of new staff. I think the 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 wee doll that we got 
was our service. It was her first day, which I do feel bad because it, it can be quite quite intimidating to be in that situation. Um, but she was like a rabbit in headlights or deer oh in headlights, God. whatever the saying is. Like Aaron asked her, he was like, "What like what beers you have on draft?" And she was like, "I don't know." But then there was no like let me just go find out. There was no gumption in it. It was just like, I don't know. And that was it. And it was just like, I was like, come on. I ordered, me and Sarah ordered like a chicken Caesar salad. And I shouldn't laugh. But she couldn't say the word Caesar. She goes, Queezer. Oh no. Sarah tried, like Sarah repeated back to her going, chicken Caesar salad. And she was like, okay, yeah, you want two chicken Queezer salads. And I was like, come on. It's not the most difficult word. And then I said, oh, I don't want bacon in my salad, please. Um, so that was grand. Food came out. Thankfully, I had a starter. So we were all grand. Mm-hmm. Food came out. There was no real issues, I don't think, with a starter. Mains came out. Here comes my salad. Bacon in it. I'm like, I know I did say multiple times, no bacon. So I sent it back to the kitchen. Ten minutes pass. No sign of my food. Everyone else is eating. Almost done. Then I another five minutes went past and I was like, you know what, fuck this. So I just said, excuse me, cancel the fucking food. So I had, thankfully, nachos for starter and then a wee bowl of like sweet potato fries. But it was just like, come on. That's insane. Absolutely ridiculous. Like that, I, I don't mean to be ageist here, but people now who work in hospitality at like 16, 17 are fucking dumb snowflakes. Yeah, and we can easily say that because you've worked hospitality for most of your life and I've also worked hospitality for most of my life. Yeah, oh my God, absolutely. It was just the question when Erin asked her, like, what beer do you have on draft? And she's like, I don't know. But there was no, like, let me just go check. You know, like... like what you always need to know and what everyone should know about hospitality going in is you're going to get, like, no training. It's all no. about you basically just use your initiative and figure it out along the way. Yeah, yeah. 100%. If you've got no initiative, you're just actually going to crash and burn. Like, there's no way. And to make matters worse, so if I hit with these restaurants that, you know, like they have a phone or a tablet and they have to do the order on that. And that, take, that took twice as long because she didn't have a fucking clue. Just, just like write it, pads and a pen. Yeah, pad and a pen, write it down and then fucking put it in a till like the good old fashioned way. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Oh my god! Good luck to that wee girl. She is going to need. And the fan, the funny thing is, she wasn't even fucking Welsh. She must have like come f- be in university, and that's her side gig. And it's just like Jesus Christ, what career are you going into? Poor girl's not going to last long there. No, she's not. Good luck to her. Is all I have to say. Okay, the next one is hospitality related again. Right. Went went to Nando's on Tuesday night. I do like a Nando's, mm-hmm. even that's though it's over. Love it. Even though it's overpriced chicken and chips. Mm-hmm. Still look gorgeous. We went to the one in Queen Square on a Tuesday at 7pm. Half an hour wait for a table. On a Tuesday at 7pm. What the fuck is going on? I also didn't even know people go the one on Queen Square because it's usually the one on top of the Yeah, yet. That's why I went to that one thinking it would be quiet. <gasps> I like, half an hour wait at 7pm on a Tuesday. What the fuck is going on? Like, like, wow, I hate that when you think we'll go somewhere on this time, on this day, it's the middle of the week, and then everyone's just magically got the same idea. Like, even before we got to the Nando's, 
tone was chalker. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is why I say, what cost of living crisis are we talking about here? <laughs> I, I am not seeing no cost of living crisis in the general public. I'm not seeing shops empty. I'm not seeing restaurants empty. What Seriously? the fuck? Right. So we ended up having to walk to the Liverpool one. Nando's. There was only a 10 minute wait there. Not not as bad. So like we walked that way. We're like, fucking, we'll just have to wait the 10 minutes. That's grand. Full of teeny boppers. I'm like, do your parents not cook you fucking dinner? This is this is the issue with places like, like Nando's and all that now. And like Wagamama's. It's just children. It's like these 14, 15 year olds in their North Face 400 pound coats. I'm just like, yeah. does your parents not cook you meals during the week? Like, on a Tuesday at 7pm, like, go and fuck off. Literally. Like, I barely fucking go out during the week, and this is really putting me off. <laughs> no, honestly, God. Because I just don't want, I don't want to deal with kids while I'm trying to, like... No. <laughs> this is the thing. I was saying this to Kate a while ago. One of the... Well, it's pretty much every time now, but we don't go to Wagamama's very often, but, like, we do like it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, like, the last one or two times I've been to Wagamama's, it's, like, families with, like, young, young children. Mm-hmm. I would never class Wagamama's as, like, kids, no. like, food for kids. What are they going to have? Literally, like, literally, <laughs> what are you going to have? <laughs> like, like they'll be shit. to take, like, babies. Yeah. Oh. Oh, people do. Like, just do my head in. Like, that's not the end of the Nando's story, though. I am never, ever going back to Nando's. Mark my words. I'm a petty ass bitch. That is me and Nando's done for life. Now, I got a chicken wrap. I have never had tougher chicken in my life. It was fucking vile. Ew. There were no napkins anywhere in the restaurant for like half an hour. And Nick went up to like the, the bar and goes, can I get straws and napkins? And they were running around trying to find fucking straws. Fair enough, save the planet, don't really care. Um, but napkins. Like, you no know, napkins and Nando's. And they, they, they said, oh, we can't find them. We're just out the back looking for them. What how, Did somebody forget to do the <laughs> Nando's order? Is the 16-year-old in charge of ordering the fucking napkins or something? Honestly. And then there were no sauce bottles anyway. You know, like the bottles of sauce you can take to the table. No bottles of sauce anywhere. That's like the staple of Nando's as well. I am never going back to Nando's. I'm done. At the end of the day, it's overpriced fucking chicken and chips and I am really done. Give me money to somewhere else. I'm fucking done. I'm sick of it. That's so fair. And oh my God, I was, it was actually quite funny this because I, I was sort of in stitches laughing. There was this one woman. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say woman. She's a girl. I have never seen somebody wipe a table down as slow as she did. Oh no. I was like, if this is the future of our country, blow it up now. If this is the future of hospitality, I want else. Jesus, Mary and Joseph and the wee fucking donkey. I, I don't know. Like, it's... So, yeah, that's my hospitality qualms. <laughs> but I'm not done. <laughs> um, just a random one. My brain this week... It's so foggy for some reason and I can't focus on anything. Like um, I, I sit down to do something and my brain just won't focus on that one task. I'm thinking about what I need to do later on and it's actually really annoying me. Um, So I don't know if that's because I'm not feeling well or lack of sleep or whatever, but hopefully that improves because it's pissing me off. Um, And I'll just do two more. I have a long, long list. Like I could keep going, but I'm only going to do two more. Um, 
I put the dishwasher on of a night. Mm-hmm. So that first thing in the morning, you can take the dishes out, put them away. Um, Nick was up before I was this morning. Um, and he ate, made food or breakfast for himself or whatever. And he put his dirty dishes into the dishwasher with the clean dishes and dirtied all the clean dishes by putting milk cereal all over them. Nah, jail. So I had to put the... It's not a big thing. It's just annoying. But it's like you have to put the dishwasher back on. And the price of fucking dishwasher tablets. Are you taking the piss? Exactly. The price of fucking energy bills. Yeah. Annoying. Be more aware, please, of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. And that's to everybody listening. And the last one is, I really, really hate when people ask you a question, but they keep interrupting you when you're answering the question. Yeah. It's like, do not ask me a question if you're not going to let me fucking speak. Yeah. Um, or overall, people speaking over you and not letting you finish your thought or sentence, just in general, winds me up. But especially going to ask for my opinion let me give my opinion and then you can continue the conversation exactly let me speak let me finish what i'm saying and then you can talk it's just a manners thing yeah and a respect thing and that it's different like sometimes this can lag and we accidentally talk over each other but like if you're face to face in person with each other shut up (laughs) (laughs) oh fucking hell right I'll save the rest for another time. Part <laughs> <laughs> two coming soon. Yes, part two coming soon. Uh, right, I put out a question box and some people wrote in. So the first one is, um, when a manager asks you to do a piece of work at the end of the day, even though they had all day to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Tell the manager you'll get around to it when you get around to it. Yeah, because they're just doing it to make your life harder. 100% fuck them honestly um, right oh shit we've been on the podcast that long that it's, my messages have gone to archive just bear with me one second because that was the DM right, here we go uh, the next one is the fact I'm not a millionaire yet sick of this shit I agree you want to get in contact with the guy that won the 61 million <laughs> um, and if you do get in contact with him please remember who told you about him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is watching people shoplift in front of me running out of the shop. Meanwhile, I have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that's annoying, especially with the price of stuff. What did the shoplift? Please let us know. Oh, yeah. I want to know. Was it any, anything juicy? Yeah, let us know. Um... Next one is weather apps not being accurate. That is annoying. Yeah, I hate like, that. You bring a coat, doesn't rain, and you're like, I'm carrying this coat because I'm too warm and it's annoying. Uh, the next one is cleaning in general, but especially the bathroom when you live with a load of men. I can just imagine what that would be like. I can imagine a towel. There'll be piss everywhere. <laughs> Hair everywhere because they don't everywhere. clean up after themselves. <laughs> Good luck to you, pet. <laughs> um, and the last one is not being able to drink a cup of tea past a certain time. Otherwise, I'll be up all night. Yeah. Yes. I would, I would love to take a wee cup of tea at like 9pm, you know, after your dinner, like a wee cup of tea and a biscuit or something. If I took that, I probably would be up all night as well. 
Yeah. So, things are getting older, unfortunately, isn't it? Um, right then, um, we will take a little break and we will be back with our weekly topic. Right, let me just lubricate my throat before this topic of a lot to say. <laughs> right. Every week we do a topic of conversation. This week, we're going to do quite deep ones. So we're going to talk about toxic positivity and just reviews and opinions on it. Um, what we think, how we did with it in our life, things like that. Um, this I will preface this by saying um, that there'll be no real structure to this. It's just going to be kind of a mum- mumbo-jumbo of like... If we have a thought, we'll say it at the time. So it's, mm-hmm. we can just discuss this back and forward. Um, to, to start us off, I'm just going to read out like one definition of toxic positivity. So it is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a, situ- a situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. While there are benefits to being optimistic and engaging in positive thinking, Toxic positivity rejects all difficult emotions in favour of a cheerful and often falsely positive facade. Mm-hmm. So, there's numerous definitions, but that's the one that I thought that summed it up the best. Um, so, what do you kind of know about toxic positivity and what's your thoughts and views on it, Emily? Well, I'm not going to lie, when we first were given said topic, I didn't have a clue what it was. <laughs> I'd, never heard, I'd never like heard it in like that sort of term, and obviously then it Googles. Yeah. And it just understands what it was. I feel like it's just such a, like, a normalised thing nowadays. Like, it is just very one of those things that you either really get on board with or like, you really, really hate. But I mm-hmm. I'm more of the standpoint of, like, I just don't think... Okay, in some situation, in some situations, it's fine. It's good if something like small happens to you. It's a good way to look out in life. But it's when like the really, really like shit things happen, like when someone mm-hmm. dies, or like you go through like a really hard, awful like situation, or like relationship, or whatever, and people mm-hmm. just at you with the like, oh, it's all for the best. Like everything happens for a reason. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like yeah we all understand that we all understand those are things in life but at times like that that is not what you need to hear like that's not no. what you need to be telling people uh-huh. because it's almost to me like dismissing the person's like feelings of being really sad about it or being really angry about it or whatever it's kind of just people saying to you like oh just like it happens I like, deal with it uh-huh. and I just don't think that's the way we should view a lot of situations no, hundred percent. Like I, I'm very much in agreement with you on this. That, um, I believe that you know hardships we all need to experience. You know, as mm-hmm. as off as as we all wish we didn't have hardships in life. Like life is hard. It's not mm-hmm. easy breezy. It's not all rainbows and daisies. Unfortunately, like we we do go through difficult times in in life and. I think though going through those things, it builds your character. It makes you stronger. In the long run, you might not feel like that at the time. And you need to process those emotions. Yeah. If you don't process those emotions, they're going to get bottled up. And they'll come out at a later date. And it won't be pretty. Yeah. Um. So I have like a, a diagram and it just says some what what 
are the signs, what were some signs, sorry, of toxic positivity. So the first one is experiencing guilt for being sad or angry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, reciting positive quotes about hard situations. I will say with the quote one, <laughs> we all love a good inspirational quote. Oh, 100%. But if you live your life by an inspirational quote, that's where it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. So I can agree there. Um, hiding painful emotions and just pretending everything's okay. Mm-hmm. That's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's never going to end well. No. Ignoring your problems. And probably the one that like, I'm going to talk about most is dismissing others' difficult feelings. Yeah. So, like, if your friend comes to you, they're going through something and you're like, just what you said, oh, it's okay, everything happens for a reason. Like, I fucking hate that. I'm guilty of doing that myself, though, because you feel like you're being a supportive friend in that moment. Yeah. Do you know, we, we are all guilty of saying, oh, it's, you know, it's better off. Like, you know, we're all guilty of doing that. But yeah. it's like when you constantly live like that and you don't allow negative emotions, that's when it's a problem. Like, you're not letting your friend talk about how they feel you're just bombarding them with positivity let them fucking vent to you do you know what I mean um okay so as I said this will just be like a willy-nilly topic um so it can take loads of forms so for example when something bad happens such as losing your job uh people may say stay positive look on the bright side you'll get to travel it's meant to happen for a reason mm-hmm. i'm guilty of saying everything happens for a reason but i don't use it like to negate negativity that's the only thing um while such comments are often meant to be sympathetic they can shut down anything the other person might want to say about what they are experiencing after experiencing some type of loss people might say that everything happens for a reason. Why pe- people will make such statements because they believe they are comforting, this is also a way of avoiding the other person's pain. Um, upon expressing disappointment or sadness, someone may respond that happiness is a choice. Fuck off. <laughs> this suggests that if someone is feeling negative emotions, it's their own fault for not choosing to be happy. That is a slap on the face. Yeah. No, happiness is not a choice because in order for me to be happy, I would have the lottery win. Exactly. Do you know, do you know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, like, I have loads of, like, miss mash notes here. Um, and I already said, like, you feel emotion. You need to feel emotions to grow with a person and to develop. And personally, for me, I think being happy or being always happy is so fake to me. Oh my god, a hundred percent! Like no, what the people? It's the people who you meet and they're on a hundred all the time. Like that's not real. No, it's it's so it's a facade. It's fake. Yeah, like it's draining. Oh my god, I'm sure it's draining for the person to keep that up, but I'm sure it is draining for the people to be around that. Like I have been around coworkers who every fucking Monday morning you have come in and they are just itching to talk to you about their weekend and they're so yeah. happy that they're there and I'm just like, it's Monday fucking morning at 9am. I don't want to be here. Why are you so happy? Literally. <laughs> and maybe that's me just being a grumpy shit, but like, I, I, I feel like that is so, so fake. Um, And in today's world where we all like promote mental health, 
Mm-hmm. It's such a contradiction and it's very hypocritical to say like it's okay not to be okay, but at the same time lambast everybody with positivity, positivity. You know, you're, you're lucky to be alive. Okay, you may have that opinion, but it doesn't mean that I have to have the same opinion. We're all different. We all have different stresses, anxieties, pressures. Yeah. What what you're happy with and positive thinking about isn't necessarily something that I need to be positive and thinking about. Exactly. Um, the, I'm going to go back to the point where it said about like where you're dismissing to- toxic positivity is where you're dismissing another person's pain, feelings or emotions. And for me, I feel like in my personal life, that's a big thing for me where if I discuss something... I feel like I am shut down quite a bit. Yeah. In terms of like, I'm, you know, I, I can go on about situations quite a bit, but that's me getting it out and I'm feeling about it. And I could repeat myself a hundred times, but that's how I feel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And fair enough, that might be annoying or draining to the person listening. But if you care, you should be listening. Yeah, exactly. Like I was talking to Georgia the other day. And it wasn't like we were just, we literally just had like a conversation for like five hours where we just spoke about like everything and like everything in our lives. It was great. Yeah. And like we, we, te- we were telling each other stories that we've told each other a thousand times and we were both sat listening to each other. Uh-huh. Like it was the first time we'd ever heard it. Like if someone genuinely cares about you, especially if it's something sad that you've gone through, yeah. they will sit and they will listen to you say that story. Like it's the first time they've ever heard it. But yeah, if yeah. they want you to, they like, you care that you're getting it off your chest. Because yeah, yeah. half the time when you go through something really shit, saying it once is never going to get it all out. You need to say yeah. it a thousand times before you really feel like you're getting some sort of like closure from it or you're being heard. 100%. 100%. I totally agree. It, you just like feel really invalidated or they're not va- validating for how you feel yeah um it's like they can't be arse listening to you or they're fed up listening to you and they're just like you know you've not and you're you're you've not you don't need you should you shouldn't be feeling this way yeah you don't know how lucky you are there are people out there that for example if i don't finish every all the food on my plate for example, someone could say to me, they're starving children in Africa. I'm not in Africa and I, I'm aware that their situation is dire, but I'm not thinking about children in Africa because I'm not living their life. And maybe that's so selfish to say, but... But, like, you live in, like, it's... That annoys me as well because you live in, like, your life. It's, yeah. it's almost a thing of, like, people just want you to feel guilty at any opportunity. That's such a good way of putting it. That's people just hard. want other people to feel guilty about themselves or just feel guilty in general at any opportunity they can get. Like, we understand this thing that's going on in the world that are fucking awful. And oh my God, we're yeah. so thankful every day we're not in those situations. But that doesn't mean I'm not allowed to be sad or anxious or stressed or angry or whatever. Like, stop making me feel guilty for just being me. Like, exactly. That's, that's a very elegant way of putting that. Yeah. Um, I find social media is very positively toxic. Yeah. You know, obviously there's a, the bad side to social media, but what I mean by the the social media being positively toxic is like people only share the good side of their lives and we all do it. Like no one posts the bad stuff on, on their pages. Maybe we should normalize that more. We're we're going through a tough time, so maybe put a post up about about it or something. 
and in terms of like what I think is really toxic is people who constantly post self-help quotes yeah and their workouts every day and you know fair enough that's what they want to do maybe it's some accountability on their part for actually doing it and becoming a better person but is it a way for them just to kid themselves and promote this image that this is who I want the world to see me as yeah and I even before like well even this morning and I looked at this person's story and was like wow this is like like this is actually like really like pissed me off and it's yeah. like, like towards this topic so I follow a person on Instagram who's very like vocal about mm-hmm. like their exercise not like when they're like doing things whatever and they basically put a story up this morning being like um little like 12k run or whatever which first of all like okay stop making it sound like it's a small thing like just because yeah. you could run that far doesn't mean other people can't and stop acting like it's not an achievement mm-hmm. but then afterwards before they did their run back posted a picture being like of like the tracker of where they've been and stuff but they were in a bakery being like little 12k run now now i can treat myself to a small treat Mm-hmm. like so you basically say if i don't go on that 12k run that i am not allowed to go to the bakery and get whatever i want or any treats that i want yeah and then didn't just post that had to post that they'd done a full like another 12k or whatever running home mm-hmm. like just i don't know i don't know if it's just you trying to like obviously yeah be proud of yourself you've done that massive mm-hmm. run mm-hmm. but the phrasing of it and stuff just didn't sit right with me it was very much like like ha, this is so easy people should be doing this all the time like yeah yeah, yeah. a small treat and get whatever you want like like who cares yeah we're only here once and once only and exactly we we like we can't as much as i'd love to be sitting here happy all the fucking time it's just not humanly possible especially no. with the fucked up world that we live in yeah 100%. how are we supposed to be happy with the wars that are constantly happening how how to toxic positive positive talk whatever that word is how do those positively toxic people spin that into a situation do you know what they're probably saying well we have to thank god that we're not in those situations it's like yeah we do but like (laughs) what's what's the thing we've got some quotes like god has a plan for me like god has a plan for everyone stop (laughs) i'm so glad that that's what you believe but stop shoving it down my throat yeah, like, just, you know, you feel like around certain people, you can't vent, you can't be negative, you yeah. constantly have to be positive. And to me, I, I can't do that. Like, I created a podcast called Gin and Barrett, where the sole preface of the podcast was to fucking complain. I love to complain. Like, it's a vent thing. It's the time where I get it out. Exactly. Like, and I hope I help other people realize that this is a normal thing that we, we can't just bottle everything up. And like, because I have so many annoyances, as I explained before, but that's just because I'm an honest, open person and I will say how I feel. And if you don't want to listen to that, fuck off and be positive somewhere else. Exactly. Like you, you might say I'm overly negative, but I don't think I am. I'm a happy, fun, loving person. But I can, I'm a realist. I can see the pessimism in the world. I'm not one of those rose-tinted, coloured glass, whatever the fuck it is, people that see the positive and everything because it's hard to see the positive and everything. Yeah, 100%. 
at the same time, like, you can't be a negative Nancy all the time and just be morbidly negative. You need the balance, in my opinion. You need to be happy, but you also need to realise you can be negative as well. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's... It's just not feasible looking at the absolute best and best out of every situation. No, a hundred percent. It's you just need balance, and that's that's the most important thing. Uh, life's not perfect, so we shouldn't be fucking perfect. Exactly. And how can we be with the societal pressures and you know worrying about bills and mm-hmm. just any, anything and the global warming? Like, how are we supposed to be positive? It's very hard to be positive and I actually kind of admire toxic positive people that they can be so gullible and yeah like, and so like well, what's the term I'm looking for um, like ignorance is bliss type yeah, of yeah oh that is perfect ignorance is bliss like mm-hmm. yeah it's it's just ridiculous like I, I'll never forget there's a story like so Grief, I think, is probably one of the hardest things you can go through in life mm-hmm. em- emotionally. And I always say, like, losing granny, like, six months, I can't believe it was six months ago. But, like, That's to this day, it still affects me, you know, like, on a daily basis. It's 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 hard to move through that. Oh, and not. When people say to you, like, oh, she's at peace now, and you're like, yeah, she is. But at the same time, it's like, I'd rather have her here. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? This is, uh, this is the thing that gets me the most with death, like... I saw, and I said, find it really quickly. I saw her really. Um, yeah. So this is the thing that gets me most with death. It's like as soon as you lose someone close to people, you'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Guess what? I will. But mm-hmm. right now, I mean, this is the worst possible thing that could happen to me. Let, like, let me grieve. Let me vent. Yeah. Like, you don't need to say things like that to people as soon as it happens. Yeah. Like, I get it in, like, a few months to a year if you want to start bringing, like, the positivity in. Okay, that's good. But, oh, my God, let people vent and get it off the chest mm-hmm. and feel what they need to feel. Stop making... And this is what I think, what I hate as well, when people are like, oh, I still get really sad about it, but I know it was, like, six months ago, two years ago. So, oh, my yeah. God, so what? Like, this is my big thing. You do not need to explain how you feel or your behaviour to anybody. You know, you... Oh, Nobody fucking shit. No? You really don't. If you want to vent, fucking vent. It's healthy to vent. Exactly. Exactly. And feelings don't expire. Just because people don't agree with how you feel in that situation or wouldn't feel the same mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not hollered. Oh, 100%. Um, so I remember a story uh, when my granddad passed away um, at his wake. Um a stranger and I remember Granny telling me the story and I was I was flabbergasted there was this, a woman that came up to Granny and gave her condolences to Granny about Granda passing and I'm sorry for your loss all that jazz and she got the, the next sentence out of her mouth was oh but think on the positive side at least she'll get your your winter fuel now for free as if that's what Granny's thinking about like <laughs> and like I don't know whether that's like, is, are people awkward in situations where they all they know is to be try to be positive or are they just yeah. like, what the fuck? It's insane. <laughs> I'll never forget it because I was just like, know your surroundings. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like read the room, seriously. 100%. Um, another one for me is like, oh, you've, you shouldn't be stressed. You've got nothing to be stressed about. You don't know how lucky you are. Like all these lines of things. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I'm just going through on like my notes. I was sitting down earlier and just writing down like thoughts and stuff on it. So it's probably all over the place, but you get the gist of what we're trying to say. Yeah. Um. So, what's the difference in toxic positivity versus optimism? So it is possible to be optimistic in the face of difficult experiences and challenges, but people going through trauma don't need to be told to stay positive or feel that they are being judged for not maintaining a sunny outlook. Definitely. So that's kind of the difference in it. Um, And toxic positivity is harmful. Um, It's extremely shaming. Like you, you feel guilty um, about how you feel and it's only natural how you feel. Yeah. Um, it avoids authentic human emotion, um, which you need to you need to experience all those emotions. Um, and it, toxic positivity prevent, prevents growth, believe it or not. Because you, you're, you, you, sorry. I can't believe that. Sorry, <laughs> 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 No, but I can believe that because, like, in order to grow as a person, you need to experience pretty much mm-hmm. every type of challenge or difficulty or whatever life has to offer or whatever rewards us you need to go through things to be able to grow as a person it's just it's just the way you are yeah that you know what they annoy annoys the fucking shit out of me positive vibes only oh yeah i'm just like oh piss the fuck off like if you have an argument with somebody you're allowed to have an argument yeah or to feel like they've wronged you or, you know, you're allowed to feel like that. You just can't move through life. Like, do you know, trying to keep the peace. Sometimes peace does not work. You need to fucking say, fucking say something. You're allowed to be negative. We're saying the same thing in different ways, I feel like. But it, it is true. Um, some people even consider toxic positivity a form of gaslighting. Yeah, I saw that. I was reading before and saw that, which... And this is, it does. This is because it creates a false narrative of reality, mm-hmm. often causing you to question what you think and feel. That's mm-hmm. so why I cut all those people out of my life. <laughs> As you should, because it gets to a stage where it's just not worth putting your energy into people who just aren't giving you anything back. Um, so, how do you avoid toxic positivity? Well, cut the cons out, to be honest. Um, but also you yourself have to develop an attitude that it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. You really do. Instead of having a viewpoint that is wrong to have negative feelings, accept them, process them and deal with them. Yeah. 100%. Um, manage them. Don't deny your feelings. Um, and focus on listening to others and showing support. I think that's good advice, to be honest. It is. Very good advice. Um, so here are some examples of a toxic statement and what you could say to a friend to be non-toxic. So when people say, just stay positive, you can say, I'm listening. You know, I'm listening to your problems. Um, it could be worse. You could say, well, that must be really hard. Yeah. Uh, good vibes only. You could say, well, I'm here no matter what. Yeah. Um, things happen for a reason. You could say sometimes bad things happen. How can I help? Yeah. Do you know They're what I mean? all perfect. Do you know? Or failure isn't an option. You can say failure is sometimes part of life. 
exactly. Do you know what I mean? I hate that failure is never an option. Stop making people feel fucking guilty for every little thing. Oh, it winds me the fuck up. It really, really does. Um, So, I want to talk to you a little bit about manifestation. Mm-hmm. I know you're, you're a big into manifestation. So, personally, I do not view manifestation as being positively toxic. No. Um, I would see that as a way of... I'll let you speak about it. So, how do you think manifestation and being toxic positive... Is there a better term for that? Because I can't be understanding. Honestly. What's the the difference? Well, to me... Okay, so to me, I'm very big into manifestation. I love manifestation. I always have. I feel like it's just a really, like, strengthening and positive way to kind of work towards goals or kind of look a bit into the brighter side in tough situations. Not being toxically positive, but, like, being optimistic. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just think it's all around a great thing. And there's so many different ways to do it. But I just don't think it's toxic positivity at all. Because I feel like manifestation, especially if you're in a really like low place in your life and stuff, mm-hmm. it's kind of a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Whether you believe in it or not, and obviously I believe in it very strongly, yeah. but whether you believe in it or not, it's there's something really comforting about knowing that you can sort of put so much of what you're trying to achieve into the universe or trying to come out to in the universe to vent about it to then also know that it's kind of you're doing something about me it's, oh, it's hard to explain but basically yeah, yeah. this yeah there's something really comforting about being able to vent it even to yourself or being able to put it back into the universe knowing that kind of there's a way that you can reap the rewards from it and mm-hmm. whether you believe in it or not or you think it's going to happen it really can help to shift your mindset not in a way that you don't feel like you can't feel what you're feeling but it helps you shift your mindset in a way you can kind of you can start to see the better in things or the better in situations like for example like i have always been heavy into manifestation manifesting but when we moved to scotland for example like it was really exciting and i was really thrilled Mm -hmm. and i was really happy but it was also absolutely terrifying and it was so scary coming to a place like where we knew no one or going to like jobs and stuff, not knowing anyone. And I genuinely found so much comfort in manifesting things I wanted to achieve while being mm-hmm. here. That have, that have 100% come true. But it was really nice having that sort of blanket of knowing that like... I can put my energy into manifesting these things and oh. I feel like it's gonna co- it's gonna come around for me and it's gonna happen. Whereas toxic positivity is just like dismissing the feelings and not thinking yeah. about dismissing people's feelings. I honestly really do think everyone should manifest because it, it does just work. Obviously a lot of the time, like if you want to manifest like winning the lottery. Like, <laughs> You're that's in not the <laughs> But like I've genuinely manifested and people don't believe me and just like roll around to me. I've genuinely manifested so many situations in my life and mm-hmm. it like it just affirms it so much more for me. But it is such like it's such a strength and a thing to be able to do and be able to genuinely believe in it as well. Mm-hmm. That's such a that's a, such a good way of putting the putting the difference. Yeah. Um like manifestation's more about yourself. Yeah. Where toxic positivity is where you're you can be you're trying to maybe do adapt that yourself but it, toxic positivity is more where you're doing that to other people yeah 
hundred percent. So that's a that's a brilliant way of putting it, and that's the way to separate it. Yeah, sorry, uh, I don't know if I was a bit all over the place, no, but no, no, no. everyone should do it. I feel like the whole the whole section of this is just going to be like mumbo jumbo because like we're just spewing stuff yeah. how we feel there, that there is no real structure to this like it's just basically it's kind of like a feeling topic like what you know yeah um even saying that i can't fucking speak <laughs> <laughs> um i have i went on to like reddit and like what were some of the worst examples that people um thought about toxic positivity and one of the biggest ones that people said were when people say to you we all have the same 24 hours we don't. We do not. And one of the examples here is fucking brilliant. They were referencing, um, okay, people always say we have the same amount of 24 hours in the day. I can guarantee you that me and Beyonce do not have the same 24 hours. How many hours of her day are spent cooking, cleaning, struggling with finances, handling life, looking after my kids? stuck in traffic I would argue she has more hours because she pays people to do things instead of wasting her time yeah 100% fuck off with your St. Tony for hours or Kim Kardashian what's the way thing she says you know nobody wants to work anymore get up off your ass and fucking work I'm sorry you went on your ass and got a dick up you that's how you got your fame love exactly do you know like it, hypocritical fuck off <laughs> <laughs> It's like you don't even do your own hair and makeup, so tell me to get off my ass. No, fuck off. Oh, winds me up. So, anything more to add to that before I go to the question box? No, I don't think so. Bab. Right, I put out a question box. And just to get people's views and opinions on toxic positivity. Um, and this is what they have to say. Um, oh, why is Instagram so annoying? <laughs> <laughs> right the first one is sometimes toxic positivity can wear you down nearly as much as someone who is always negative mm-hmm. that's so true like, like I said before you need that balance you really really do where you're able to vent but you also have to be positive as well do you know what I mean um, toxic gym rats <laughs> oh my god go away I agree. Um, someone goes, the saying, live, laugh, love. <laughs> that saying should have been to about 20 years. <laughs> Fuck off, I live, laugh, love. No, I'm barely living, I'm barely laughing, and I'm barely loving. <laughs> exactly. I'm just getting through. Um, people with easygoing lives compared to people with harder lives, no comparison. Agree. You cannot compare the two. Um, what I see and what I feel isn't the same as what you see and feel. So let's just keep ourselves. Yeah. Maybe they were, because it's a question box. Maybe we're meant to say something else. But I agree. I agree with what you were saying. <laughs> uh, the next one is um, it can be hurtful because if I was feeling down about something and someone gave me toxic positivity, like be positive, others have it harder than you, then I'd feel like my feelings are being invalidated and even belittling me to a point. Like, fuck off. Yeah, people do have it harder than me, but that doesn't mean I can't be down or sad about things, though we all have our own struggles. 
Also, there shouldn't be toxic positivity, especially in this day and age when it's so important for people to be open and talk about their mental health because that could send someone over the edge. Very true. Very good point. Um, And the last few are you need to experience and process hardships to grow as a person. Otherwise, you'll end up like a fucking snowflake. (laughs) Yeah. Truth. (laughs) Um, It can really affect your mental health. Yes, it can. Um, next one is let me vent if I need to and the last one is I instantly block people on social media if I see them posting inspirational quotes I rule <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree with everything that was said so yeah basically if you want to vent vent and exactly. you know don't vent all the time be positive like it's like me it's like us on the podcast we have a section about what's ragging your shit but then after it we laugh Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Best of fucking both Hannah Montana says best of both words. Right. We'll take a little break and we'll be back with our next section. And we always finish the podcast with an advice section. So I put out a question box. And the first question is, how do I be witty and clap back faster than the cunt giving it to me? The next day, I'm always like, I should have said that. I'm the exact same. I always feel like I'm never witty enough on the spot. <laughs> and then the next day, I'm like, I should have said so much stuff. I feel like mm. the, I don't really feel like there's a way to be able to sort of combat that. It's just, I feel like it just comes like over time. Like, I'm definitely getting better at it. I'm definitely getting wittier as I'm getting yeah. older. I don't know where wit w- comes from. I don't know whether you're born with it or it's something you develop over time I, yeah. I i couldn't say i think it's like rhythm i think you're maybe born with it or you're not yeah um i think you that's anything like it maybe yeah i don't know I, I i i don't know how like if if you can learn it um if there's a comedian or there's someone in your life who's quite witty yeah maybe like learn off like learn off me <laughs> <laughs> I would say, not to be up me on ass, but I think I'm very witty. Like, if someone insults me, I can give them an insult back and then I can make them cry. Oh, 100%. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe that's a job I should do, like an insult coach or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm um, But it's funny, though, because I don't think I was always this witty. Maybe I just kept it. Like, when I was younger, I wouldn't really say boo to a goose. Now I don't give a fuck. So, maybe I have always had it and I've just yeah adapted over the years but I, I i don't know um i i i think gay people in general are a lot more witty and i think that's maybe because we see the dark side in a lot of things so we turn our humor dark and i think we adapt that yeah to clap back quicker because like we've been insulted all our lives so i think we've had to adapt to learn how to clap back quick yeah i always find like the some of the wittiest people a lot of the time the wittiest people are the ones who like do like the, are into like the really dark humor or really mm. like the really dark humor from like things they've gone through yeah because yeah and yeah. of just like they just know how to like think fast in situations yeah no 100 percent. so yeah look up comedians look up people that you know who are watching in your life and maybe just like kind of learn from them I don't know this sounds really weird but write stuff down in your notes on your phone about like though that's a really good insult I'm going to use that and maybe you'll learn that over time I don't know oh 100% I think that's such a nice idea yeah 
one of the housewives in New York did that, so that's what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like surround yourself with like sassier TV programs or something. Like like watch sassier stuff. Oh, one hundred percent, yeah. Like I don't, I, I, I don't, I can't really answer that question because it's not something that I have actively learned. Yeah, myself. So I, I, I don't know, but um, maybe take a course. <laughs> is there courses on how to become a witty or clapbacks? There probably is. There's probably some gay person out there teaching that. Charge of fifty quid a class. Yeah, I could do that. No job, no bother. <laughs> <laughs> maybe there, I've maybe there's that opening in the market. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Uh okay, right. Good luck with your quest. Uh okay, and my next question is. My coworkers and extended family keep adding me on social media. I always delete the requests, but I feel awkward and feel like I need to explain myself or that or that or that is the first thing they will think about when bumping into me. How do I get over this feeling? What would you say? I feel like I was talking to someone about something like this the other day and I can't really remember but honestly the only thing I'd say is that is it's 2024 we don't owe people anything no if you don't want someone to be looking into your life or into your social media or Mm -hmm. you feel like adding that person is going to hinder what you post it's not worth it it's not and if they've got something negative to say or they've got a bad view on it then they clearly don't care that much about you because people who cared about you would respect those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You've re- you've prompted me to remember to talk about this. Have you heard of a woman called Mel Robbins? No. I don't know whether she's a psychologist, but she's big on the internet at the minute, and I think she's American. Um, but she has a theory called the let them theory. So we go through life and we stress ourselves out about a lot of things and we care about what other people think of us so she used examples like um for example the whole dishwasher thing with nick she says if so say for example um nick fucked up the clean dishes and i got fucking annoyed at it instead of Mm. me getting annoyed she's just like let him mess up the dishwasher yeah or in reference to this question if your co-workers and your extended family come to you and say like why haven't you accepted me on social media let them come to you yeah don't don't worry about it like what can they do exactly and in more of the reference of co-workers they're just trying to be nosy oh 100% do not trust a fucking person because they will use your social media as an excuse to go running back to a manager or to someone else exactly like I think like I'll answer from my viewpoint about social media. Like I, I not New Year's resolution, but I I have said at the start of the year, like I I'm deleting people off social media, and I just want to keep myself more private and you know not give out my life as much as I have. Like, the podcast is different compared to like social media, in my opinion. But like I love being a mystery. Yeah, I love being an enigma where people do not know what I am doing, and I I love that and. Especially with coworkers, like you want to keep that boundary. Oh, hundred percent. Like you don't, like you don't even have to dislike or hate a person not to accept them or to delete them on social media, as I have done. Like you just don't want that particular 
person or people to see the most personal parts of your life. And that is okay. Um, Like you don't owe them an explanation. And if if they come to you and they say and they have a problem with you, either deleting them or not accepting the request, then just ask them, are they okay? And do they have enough going on in their life for noticing that and being annoyed over it? Exactly. And you know what? I am such a yapper. I love to talk and love obsessing my own voice. But <laughs> like people are, will always be like, oh my God, she talks all the time. Like she's such like an open person. But I know exactly what not to say to the right people. Oh, 100%. Like, there's so, you can still talk so much and want to say so much to people. And you can still keep so much to yourself. Mm-hmm. And also, like you said, it's so fun to be mysterious. I wish I could be more mysterious, but I just love talking. But it's so fun to be mysterious and have people like so pressed that they like feel like mm-hmm. they need to know more about your life. Like it's such a powerful thing to have. Oh, it is. Like a few weeks, like a few weeks ago on one of the podcast episodes, I referenced. I think it was the last episode. It was just me and you actually. It was like an episode on. I'm getting annoyed at people asking me about yeah. when am I going to get a job. And it was like, they are dying to know how I am living. They are dying to know yeah. how I am surviving without a job. Like, they're just dying to know. And I love that about me because they're just like, keep fucking wondering, bitch. Yeah. You have got people stressed thinking, like taking up time thinking about you in your life. Yeah, it's crazy. So, oh, it's fucking mental. So, like, that's my advice. You owe the people nothing. Definitely don't accept your co-workers. Like... I'm going into my next job and I am not having any coworker on my social media. I'm keeping that boundary and that separation. 100%. 100,000%. And with the extended family, they're just trying to add you to be fucking nosy. Exactly. So, ugh, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> simple. Fuck them, you, them, nothing. Um, right. So that brings us to the end of that section. Um, now, we have started a new section called Top Bop of the Week. So, Emily, what's your Top Bop of the Week? I'm going to pull up my Spotify really quick just to say, because I feel like I analyzed it's quite a few things on repeat. Right, I'll tell you mine then, while Emily's cool. looking for her song. Um, my song is Second Minute Hour by a singer called Jordy. It's a very good bop. I'll add it to the playlist. Unfortunately, I can't play it through this microphone. Um... But it is a bop. It's a good song. It gets you in the mood. Go listen to it. hmm Emily, what's your song? I'd say my definitely like most repeats at the minute is uh, Bring Me The Horizons, new song, Kool-Aid. Everyone please go listen to it. Even if you don't like heavier bands or whatever, it's a really good song. What's the song called? It's called Kool-Aid by Bring Me The Horizon. Bring Me The Horizon. I just love Bring Me The Horizon. They're such a good band. I'm really like, I'm really on like that. And like re-getting on, well, not re, because I've always loved them, but like heavy into Panic at Disco at the minute. Obviously, like they're all oh, the yeah. stuff, the new stuff shite. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I will add that to the playlist. Thank you very much. Um, and go listen. It will be in the description of the blurb uh, of the episode. So that brings us to the end of the pod. I can't believe it. It's been a really good, fun episode. It has. Um, I think I've used this episode as a therapy session. Honestly, <laughs> me too. So we're, we we are, you know, pyre queens now. We are we're going to bed and we are going to have a peaceful night's sleep for getting that all off our chest. 
exactly. <laughs> Love it. Um, so I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Uh, please go like, share, review the podcast. Give us five stars wherever you listen to your pods. I'd like to thank my fabulous co-host, Emily. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, take your milk thistle. Yeah. Drink responsibly. Um, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.